The contents of our show have many references to alcohol and drinking. We want to acknowledge our friends in recovery and let them know we love you and support you. If you or someone you know is a person with substance use disorder, you can call 1-800-662-HELP. Sitters here, taxis not far, meet you at the closest bar. No toddler grass until sunrise, slowly sip that whiskey ride. Gather parents far and near, it's time to hit that bottle of beer. I hate it. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, hello. See, I do do that. I do the you do. I, Mrs. Doubtfire is my spirit human, if there ever was one. Welcome to Hitting the Bottle. Yeah. Thank you. Hi. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't say hello to people like that. We were just talking about how the intro, sub, intro sometimes I say hello in a way that is not me at all. So I'm going to knock that off because it doesn't feel genuine. I think I'm following Sarah's hello and then I go, Hello! And I'm like listening back and I go, who is she? <laughs> She's your alter ego? Yeah, sure. We're, um, here we are. We, um, you're listening to Hitting the Bottle podcast. That's Sarah. Hello, that's Alicia. Hi. And how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Yeah? Sure. <laughs> how are you doing today? All right. I'm excited about what we're who we're going to talk to in yeah. the conversation. Yeah, I'm really excited about. It. I think this is going to be a silly, fun, <laughs> different than we normally talk about. Less um, about our kids and more about us as women yeah. and sexual beings. Yes, yes. I might use my sexy voice for okay. the rest of this episode. Oh my! <clears throat> Turn them on from the mm-hmm. start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they have, so Chelsea is part of the MILF podcast, which is Moms I'd Like to Friend, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we, we've we been following each other on Instagram and uh, enjoying each other's, uh, what's the word? Content. 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 I was going to say contact. We also enjoy contact with each other. Um, so yeah, we're excited to, excited to uh, collaborate. Yeah, they kind of reached out to us a couple months ago, or Chelsea did from the MILF Milf podcast, and asked if we would want to maybe work together one time, and we were listening to some of their episodes. They are, they're kind of remind us of us, you know, like they have that kind of same kind of carefree, cursing, speaking the truth kind of vibe, Um, but then we got on a a call with Chelsea a couple weeks ago, and it was just so much fun. It was like, she was so much fun to talk to, and um, we came up with like a list of topics that we might want to talk about and we landed on sex. We landed on sex. You should always land on sex. Always land on <laughs> sex. Um, sex after motherhood or <clears throat> not after motherhood, but after pregnancy and what that looks like for, um, we're all in like different situations. So we thought that it would be interesting coming from different perspectives and just to kind of talk about sex because... Let's talk about sex, baby. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, yeah, I think it'll be, when we first brought it up, actually, I, my immediate response was, I, I have nothing to say about this because I don't have sex. 
Um, but I think I, I, I think that that's kind of cool is that we're all coming from different places. And I think that there's a lot to talk about uh, as far as dating is concerned as well. Mm-hmm. Um, sex and dating after baby. Um, and uh, <clears throat> don't want to get too much into body, but I think that'll come into play with sex after baby too. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, we'll see where the conversation goes. Who knows where it's going to go? Yeah, we did have a little experiment going for Sarah, mm-hmm. a little research project that we'll tell you about when Chelsea gets on because Chelsea and I kind of pushed this on Sarah. <laughs> and so <laughs> um, we'll talk about it a little bit. But yeah, different kind of episode. We're going to have a lot of fun. You know, let us know if you're enjoying it <laughs> because we like to hear it. That's all I got. We do. What are you drinking? We do. <clears throat> okay. So we uh, are trying this new, oof, uh, it's a new hard seltzer of sorts. It is called, I don't know. <laughs> um, it has a sugar skull on it, can, and it's a mango hop, mango. It's supposed to be a spicy mango. Yeah. You enjoy it. I don't not like it. I think I really like the flavor of mango, so I'm enjoying mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think it's like a weirdly thick for a seltzer, mm-hmm. but I kind of again, I'm still really liking it. Uh, you can have mine. I feel like there's some salty. Yeah, there's like a salty vibe to it too. I also might not be able to fully taste it mm. because that's just what <clears throat> happens to me. So it might be helpful because it's um, quite strong. <laughs> Uh, it's a little syrupy for my liking. Yeah, I can taste the yeah, syrup yeah. part of it. But if you like a syrup and you like a strong seltzer, then this is the one for you. <laughs> if you like a syrupy <laughs> seltzer, this is your girl. If you like to coat your throat? Here she is. Love a good throat coat. <clears throat> but, um, all right. Okay. Let's, uh, let's talk to Chelsea. So hello, we are back. We are here with Chelsea from the MILF podcast. We are so excited. We, um, as I spoke to about earlier, we talked to her a couple weeks ago and it was so much fun. So we're stoked. Hello. <laughs> hello. Thanks so much for having me. Um, listen to you guys often, laugh with you often, um, enjoy your content and yeah, I'm excited for our conversation today. We are so excited, and we're so excited that you reached out, and we were we were just talking about how we just <clears throat> feel like you guys are kind of the same level of banter as us. We have the same kind of humor, and mm-hmm. I think um, totally it just works. It just this is just gonna work. It does. We just need to find like all of the like minded people, right. you know, that are just crass as fuck and mm-hmm. like not yeah, just you know, no whole bars. That's all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when did you come down to see Sarah? Cause so now you are in, where are you guys? We are in, um, LA. We're in California. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're at Sarah's house right now in Venice. Um, I came two weeks ago. Tomorrow will be two weeks that I've been in California, but my family lives here. So my mom, my dad, my sister, um, they all live here, so we're kind of bouncing around and seeing who we can when we can. But I'm here for another two weeks after this, so we're just we're having a good time. Yep. A good I mean, it looks time. like a blast. I'm so jealous. We have a lot of family in Frogtown. Oh, what's Frogtown? Oh, it's in Los Feliz. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so before, I know, right? Before COVID hit, we were down in LA quite a few times and haven't been able to come down. So I have to meet you guys in real life yeah. at some point. Absolutely. Can that you come down to. next week? I know. <laughs> I wish. I wish. That's so, what part of LA, okay, so you said Los Feliz, but have, what do you like about it? Have you come down, have you explored much around LA? Is there anything that... Um, yes, I've, this is going to sound like totally weird, but, um, there is the, uh, museum of the dead Mm. and I've gone there quite a few times and I fucking love it. Am I weird? No, (laughs) we need to go. Yeah. There's the only one I know about, it's not the museum of the dead, but there's the one in Philly that I can't think of the name of, but, um, uh yeah what googling yeah so basically he has like um the guy who runs it he has two locations i don't remember where the other one is but um so basically the reason why i even know about it is because my partner um he has been to la a million times and when we started dating it's his family who's in los angeles so when we started going down there, I was like, oh, well, I don't want you to like see the same old shit every single time you go. Like, I'll try to find some hidden gems somewhere so you have something that's excitable. And I'm a psychopath. So <laughs> I found this Museum of the Dead. So this guy owns, like I said, two locations and he has um, relationships with the serial killers and he has different rooms that are dedicated to specific serial killers and all of their memorabilia and he has correspondence letters that are framed um relationships that he's made was he on a did was there a documentary about this guy was there a documentary about this place i don't know i don't know okay i don't know but it's wild like it's 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 fascinating it's really cool i want to go i just googled it and it says temporarily closed probably because of covid of course but oh my god we were about to hang up on you and go i know gotta go right and then there's the conservatory there as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is um, amazing. Yeah. But yeah, and then I have some friends that actually work in Hollywood that are also actors. So when I go down there, I like to see them and they're just usually slinging drinks as we all are yeah. when we're not yeah. working. Yeah. AKA I'm an actor. AKA I'm a bartender. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Actors. You can't just be one thing in LA. You have to be a million things. <laughs> exactly. That's all good. All the things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what are you guys doing in down there right now by the pool? Uh, no, no, um, we don't have a pool right here. <laughs> I wish we did. <clears throat> we could probably find one, maybe. But I'm, it looked I'm, so amazing. Where were you guys? Oh yeah, we were in Palm Springs. Yeah, mm. we went for a uh, overnight. Uh, Alicia's dad. So. Love, love, lovingly, lovely, lovely of him mm-hmm. to take our children for the evening. Uh, both of them. He did not have to take mine, but he did. Um, so we just drove down to Palm Springs for the night and got a super amazing hotel. Like, but I think it was better than expected. It was really good. It was really good. <clears throat> there were, if you saw, it looked our, gorgeous. Our Instagram with the metal babies out back were like. We're getting a night away from our babies, and then there's just a bunch of crawling babies out like out our huge, window. Like two story babies, we're 
just can't get away from it. Yeah. <clears throat> you probably wouldn't have even like corresponded that with motherhood unless you were a mother. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. You probably would have been like, that shit's creepy. Yes. <laughs> but because your mom, you're like, I can't get fucking away for one night without seeing a goddamn infant's face. Yep. <laughs> and I think it was an adults only. It's an adults only hotel. hotel. Yeah. So it was like, that's <laughs> creepy. Get the babies out of here. Yeah. Like, what? Oh, just so baby nice. making. Yeah, yeah hotel. That's was- awesome. That's great. You guys had some relaxation time. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was really nice. What are they doing now? Sleeping? Mm, school. No, they're at school. School? Well, River's daycare. While River's here, um, she's going with Owen to daycare for the past two weeks. So today is her actually her last day. But um, it's very cute. They're very <laughs> happy there. I mean, River's very happy there. Owen obviously goes there all the time, but it's been... An, it's been a real big um, help to to be able to kind of throw her in daycare, and, and she's having fun. So she's like, you know, talking to kids her age that she never gets to do in, in Boston so much because we, you know, obviously quarantine and all that, but um, not many kids her age that I know. So it's great. It's been nice, and, and that allows Sarah and I to like get a lot of stuff done that we've been wanting to work on for the podcast and all of that. So it's been really good, and we're just going to hang. We're going so great. Again tomorrow night, and my sister's watching the kids. So what? That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, we're excited. I need to order a bulk a bulk order of those cards I so I can know. start handing them out. Oh my god, we love them. They're so I'm like they're they're so cute. <laughs> I love them. I love them. They're so good. Them, so I get to I get to both. <laughs> well, I was gonna say they're they are so good. They're so fun. You also get to they are. I just I I'm like they're so good. It was funny. I was in the park yesterday with a girlfriend of mine, and we were sitting on the picnic bench, and there was a mom, just like pushing her kid on the swing, and she was just like, I don't know, super cute. Like, <laughs> trendy and like I don't know just cute mom that I would maybe want a friend yeah. and uh hashtag MILF but <laughs> plug yourself we were, yep. right Absolutely. we were sitting there and I was like oh like she's so cute I wonder like what her deal is and in my head I was like fuck I wish I had one of those cards I would totally just like <clears throat> sneakily slip it her way and be like oh hey yep. here you are I think that if, if if those of you listening don't haven't checked out our Instagram Mm-hmm. Alicia created these. We created these cards uh, to hand out to to people, to moms, to moms that you want to be friends with that mm-hmm. you just see in the wild because it's really hard making mom friends. It is really hard. Milfs in the wild. Milfs in the wild. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah actually, uh, there was some women in the pool in Palm Springs the other day, and they were kind of talking about their children or what being on vacation, being away from their kids. And I was in the bathroom, but Sarah, yeah, I guess you can tell the story. (laughs) There were were three women and they were talking about things. I'm just sitting in the pool laughing at them, like laughing with them, but away from them. It was very creepy. Um, And as I was in the bathroom, I'm like, oh, this is my opportunity because they started talking about making friends and how hard it was to make mom friends. And I'm like, this is so insane. And I was like, Hey, I don't have these cards with me, but we made these cards. <laughs> My friend and I have a podcast, and I just, I just, you know, kind of went into it. And they're like, "That's a great idea." And then we talked for a little bit, and, um, and then you just vomited all over them. And, yeah, and then as soon as Lisha came in, I'm like, "Hey, I just made these friends," and she was like, "Whoa, whoa, yeah. <laughs> whoa. okay." I'm like such an asshole because I didn't bring the cards, and this was like our first mom solo trip, so I completely forgot to bring them, but. I mean, thank you for saying that you would want to have them. And I think that so many people will and without realizing it, because I am like pretty antisocial or I get social anxiety, like at parks and at things like there was 
a video somebody sent us the other day and it's like when your kid makes friends with somebody at the park and then you see their mom walking towards you and you're like, oh no, oh no, oh no. Like, <laughs> that's me. Like, I'm like, don't, please don't talk to me. Let's not talk about like how old our kids are and oh, how long have you been coming to this park? I'm like, I, I, I'm so awkward that I'll end up being overly nice and we'll become Facebook friends and then I'll never talk to you again or like rude and standoffish and you don't want to be friends with me anyway. It's just, it's not who I am and I feel like it's not the way to go for me. So for me, this is like the way to go. It's like, I see you, you seem like you might be cool. I'm not going to have to talk to you that much, but here's this little card. Listen to the podcast, see if it's something you're into. And then if it is like, we're probably the same kind of people. Let's hang out kind of thing. Yeah. And I mean, that, that's, that's totally it. We're meeting each other, right? Because we won't know who, mm-hmm. you know, we won't know who you're meeting or anything because you write your own <laughs> phone number on the card or whatever you want to do and hope they text you or not. Or not. And it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> or not. But it's also one of those things you just get to, like you're saying, like kind of like give it to them and leave. Like you yeah. do it on your way out where you're like, if, you're, yeah. if you don't want to. Okay, bye. Yeah. Yeah. Here you go. Do this. Bye. That's like my. Purpose. It's like a, it's like a guy at the bar, right? It's right. like last call. You're like, I'm just going to slip them my number mm-hmm. if you want to see me again. You know balls in your court. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing too. It's, um, I think that you could use them as. Dropping your number to someone too. Yeah. If you wanted to. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to Totally. I mean, that's, I feel like that's what I'll use it for. Yeah. 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 Drop, drop. Well, any mahoos. <laughs> so let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Um, how has your, okay, so everybody listening, we had a meeting last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and we spoke about things that we wanted to chat about on the podcast. I mean, there were a number of amazing ideas because let's be honest, we only have amazing ideas, <laughs> but, um, one thing that I think a lot of people don't necessarily talk about is sex, um, sex in a number of different ways when it comes to, uh, self-pleasure mm-hmm. when it comes to partners, um, thinking about sex, talking about sex, cue up. It's all about sex, baby, copyright. That could be an issue, but anyway, um, but you know me, I don't give a yeah. shit. I'm just, you know, I'm just gonna go rogue, like deal with it. And like, come at me, go ahead. Um, so Sarah had a great idea and she decided to put herself on a dating app. <laughs> To see if she could lure some sausage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly yes. That's, yes. Exactly in fact, those are the I, those, That's what I said in my bio. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'm here for the sausage. The smokier, the better. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, I guess you know, sex always changes after kids. Um, before kids, you know, you're. I don't know. What was your sex life before kids? I mean, I think, I think my promiscuous. Very insane. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, cause we were, do I remember the names? I don't know. No. They get lost sometimes. There, there's a list somewhere, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we didn't know our <clears throat> baby daddies, so to speak for very long before they became fathers. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, before that, it wasn't like we were planning for a while and our sex life was normal and, you know, like everybody, I don't say say everybody else's because every single person's path to motherhood or parenthood is different. But um, no, it was definitely promiscuous for a while. 
I, I mean, I love sex. <clears throat> I loved having sex. I, it, towards before Owen was born, I think I got more into what I enjoyed about sex because for a long time it was just about, like we, we recently were talking about how it's all about pleasing the man mm-hmm. in our like systemically ingrained in our brains that like the man. Yeah, fuck the man. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, the man finishes and then who cares about us? Like it just it's just part of – It'll finish no matter what. Right. It's it's like you take your fucking time, yeah. but yeah. yeah, okay, right. But you don't learn. I mean, I didn't, I didn't learn that for such a long time because it was just about, you know. Anyway, so basically, before I had Owen was when I was really starting to like feel myself and like give you know get get what I wanted out of it. Yeah. Um, and then, honestly, after I after I got pregnant, sex has just been non. I'm non-existent like just not something I even think about anymore which is bizarre yeah one extreme to the other which Mm -hmm. is my mo one extreme to the other I don't know right so are so when after you had Owen did you were you still on dating websites or were you just like no I'm taking a step back no I got I got Owen from tinder Owen is my (laughs) Owen is my tinder prize okay so what happened tell me Fuck! Everyone listening is like, "Holy well, shit!" No, babies from Tinder. We've ever we've actually never done. Is it? Are you both story, babies from yeah. Tinder? No. What? Are you both babies from Tinder? No. 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 I'm okay. Okay. Bars. <laughs> <laughs> Very similar. You know. <clears throat> I mean, Joe and I we we had known the same people, so he knew the same people that I knew in the bar scene. We there was a bar that we were both regulars at, and. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, you know, not to put him on blast, but I found out that he used to like look at me from afar and like he was interested in me, but would never talk to me. Just sat there and like was longing for me. And I was like, just come talk to me. I don't understand this. Um, <clears throat> sorry, Joe, you're never going to listen anyway. Um, <laughs> but he, we, he found me on Tinder. I found him on Tinder and I knew of him. I knew who he was. And a mutual friend of mine once was like, told me that he thought I was hot just kind of in passing and I was like sure let's do this and then he just talked to me through tinder for a while and I was like let's go on a date like get the speed this up what are we doing here you know like I'm not here for pen pals this isn't what I'm looking for no I'm not here for pen pals I'm here for penetration I'm here for penetration (laughs) yes Chelsea, you're very good at just yes. picking up one thing and going. Yes. I love it. You're like Sarah. I love. I love it so much. Um, yeah, yeah. I was here. I was there for penetration, and uh, actually, our our first date, I was like not even sure what. I, I don't know. Anyway, I don't have to go into the whole thing. But <clears throat> our first date, he was really nervous. I think, and and it was like feeling a little awkward. We got a little drunk, and it was fine. He walked me home, and I went inside, and that was it. And then the second date, something happened, and he, and he was inside. funny. Oh, yeah, and then he came inside. Alcohol, uh, yeah. <laughs> the second date, he, he was funny and he was looser and he was like, oh, and then just whiskey. Yes, yeah, it was. He must have drank beforehand that time. Um, Duh. And we got to the we got to the end of the night. We were sitting on a rooftop at bar in Brooklyn, and he just kissed me without asking. And I was like, this is a completely different person than the first time I met him. I don't know who you are, but I like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knew you were a DTF. Yeah. <laughs> Except I didn't give it up the first date, which I usually I mean, did. <laughs> um, I saved it. I wanted him to, you know, work for it. Work for it. Yeah. Very little bit. Um, <clears throat> and after that, it was just, it was like, 
zero to zero to 300 is, is what I do. It's like, I was all in it and we were spending a lot of time together and it was, you know, not even three months in, in and we're telling each other we love each other and, you know, um, but those things are tumultuous and, and it was sort of, uh, got to the point where I could feel he was back. It just, it ended up being on and off and it ended up being sort of, uh, toxic <clears throat> and, um, got to the point where we weren't together and, but we're still sleeping together and, uh, whoops, <laughs> slept together one too many times. That last time we made a baby and that's it. <laughs> and the rest is history. <laughs> and, then, well, and, then, and then, you know, and then after that, it was hard too, because it, it, there were a lot of other things that came, came with me being pregnant and his feelings on it and my feelings on it. Mm -hmm. and, uh, clearly I was going to keep the baby and, uh, that was hard. Um, and then we would, you know, we slept together a few more times throughout the pregnancy and after, but it was comfort. It wasn't like, mm -hmm. it, you know, it wasn't like I, I don't know what the relationship is with this person. It's not like we're trying to really be together. I don't know what's going on. It's very confusing. Um, but since the last time I was with him, I just, I don't want it. I don't want Yeah. It. I actually don't. I, I know that sounds crazy. Uh, so what don't you want? You don't want a relationship or you don't want him or you don't want like. I don't, I don't know because when we started doing the Tinder and I was, mm -hmm. I needed Alicia's help because I, I am not good at responding to people. So she was kind of acting as me, to be honest. <laughs> uh, her one-liners awesome. are fantastic. Uh, I've never had so many people respond to me. And I was like, it's not. Yes. Good. <laughs> it's, it's, you just pick, it, it is you. Cause well, I would tell you what I'm saying yeah, and you would laugh or not laugh. And then we'd go from there. <laughs> but it was, it, it was fun. And then as we were doing it and as, as it, it just, it just feels so forced for me right now. Yeah. Because after we had that conversation last week, um, I got excited and I did, I was, I told Alicia, I'm like, I'm excited about this. And then when the, the thought of actually going on a date came up, maybe I'm not ready. I'm just not ready. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not, I feel, I feel, uh, a multiple layers of things. Like if I'm going to start dating, um, like Owen is so important to me that dating somebody is, it just can't be for fun. Like it just, it, it's so much more, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's not superficial anymore. Right. It's not this like, um, like kind of icing on the cake right. thing. It, it, it's deeper than that. It's layers, right. it's emotions. And, and you have, and you come with baggage, mm -hmm. like whether or not, you know, it, it, I mean, maybe that's not the right word to use, mm -hmm. but right. You have a son, yeah. like you, you have started a family in the way that you have decided to start a family and, um, your emotional capacity for bullshit is zero mm -hmm. and your, um, time is limited and your resources for, you know, who's taking Owen, how, with who and when, and it's, it's, it gets complicated. So the person that's going to essentially win your heart mm -hmm. is going to be special yeah and maybe not they gotta work harder yeah than absolutely than they do of course mm -hmm. they do like mm -hmm. no more dick pics yeah oh god <laughs> i mean maybe a couple maybe a couple hoping we could get one though i, was, I know yeah. oh you know like all you had to do was say send dick pic. Right? like, like <laughs> if someone said hi to me my response would let's be send see. dick pic let's see what i can get right let's, let's see what we can get well, i think i don't know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna analyze you I'm, I'm looking at it in the way that when I stopped and we will go into my portion and your portion of course but like 
when you don't do something for so long, mm-hmm. you, there's a transition of, oh, I don't need it. Oh, I don't want it. I can't even think about mm-hmm. it. Like it's your yeah. body becomes to disassociate yourself from that thing mm-hmm. so much that when I'm hearing you say that, I believe you. And I obviously I trust that your intuition and, and I'm just looking at like when it was me, it was like, oh, I don't want that. But it wasn't because I didn't want it. It's because it, it wasn't what I had it as before is not what I wanted. And I couldn't see that there was something different. Mm-hmm. Like maybe like, and we kind of talked about this a couple mm-hmm. nights ago, but it's like, um, finding what you need in someone and understanding like how you're a different person now. And like those things that we believe in and want from a partner or even a sexual partner, like when you haven't done it for so long, you forget what you want and all you have is memories of what it was or who it was or how it was. And it's like, you don't even know now. So you're like, I just don't want it, Mm -hmm. you know, like, or, and you start to really believe in yourself that it's not for you. And it's, and because I was there at one point, I was like, maybe I'm just like not a sexual person. Mm -hmm. No, you are like, (laughs) we're good. (laughs) But it's, but I, I find, I find it's the journey to getting there. Yeah. Right. Like it's the getting to the sex part. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm coming from, and I, and I would, I wouldn't even ever say like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I want to use the word traditional, but like, it's, I try to strive so hard for like, you know, outside of the box that people tend to put um, families or how you make your family or or whatever in. But I did fall into the lines of dating and getting married and the more, you know, in quotations, the traditional route. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do come from a long lineage of trauma and mental health concerns and um, essentially like everyone learning to love yourself in different capacities with age and with growth and with change. Um, And whether or not you are with anyone or you're singular in this journey, there are so many avenues of emotionality and sexuality involved. And when, Alicia, you're saying, um, I'm not a sexual person. I felt like I wasn't a sexual person. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying that more as like a, you know, not a sing. like, I guess, are you a single mom? No. 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 So you're with a, you're with somebody now. We're not together, but he, you're not together. We, he's, he's a present dad. He's, he's there. Okay. Yeah. So, so as a co-parent Yeah. then, yeah. So as a co-parent you and, and, and Sarah as, as a sing, single parent, are you a single parent? I would call myself a single parent. I guess. Parent. Single parent. Yeah. You're, you're coming from the avenue where, you know, Alicia, you said like, you know, I feel like sometimes I'll sit and I'll think I'm not a sexual person and then I'll have sex and I'll be like, oh, I, I absolutely am. And even in a marriage where I, you know, love my husband and we have a great relationship, I have those thoughts on the regular where I think to myself, I'm just not a sexual person. And that comes, that comes with so much more than, um, being part of anything traditional. You know what I mean? Um, it comes from so much more than being, you know, the single mom or the co-parent or the married housewife, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, and that's why sex is such a interesting topic. Mm -hmm. And that's why, um, being sexual has so many layers. Yeah. And I think speaking about that is like the subconscious mind after giving birth turns you into, I am a different person. We all, well, not, not everyone, but I think that us three women sitting here right now are women who (laughs) want to go against the status quo of mom or you lose your life and you can't, um, or you lose yourself. It's like, I think we try to challenge that as much as we can. 
but there's a part of you that the subconscious ways that society hits or just the way you feel as a person after giving birth you're like well can I still be sexual like is it weird that I want to go um, have like a self-pleasure time while my baby's napping like is that bad is that good is that what does that mean and can I still feel sexy when I don't feel comfortable in my body or like do I still look hot now that my boobs are sagging like do I have to be hot in order to be sexual and I think that kind of ties into like a lot of confusion in the mind and thinking when you have spit up on your shoulder, who, who am I? Like, where did I go? And then again, that first year goes by of them being a baby and needing you so much. And after that year is gone, you're like, where did I go? Cause you have to work on it every single It's day. an identity crisis, yeah. right? And I think every mother feels that identity switch and, and just how we spoke earlier about all of us kind of having a fun, promiscuous, um, liberating Mm -hmm. past of the list that will go on and unknown in numbers. Numbers don't matter. Um, Like who the fuck matters? Like don't, I mean, well, one, who the fuck? And what, like numbers don't matter. Who cares? Also, if you were a guy, somebody asking you that shit, no. Absolutely. Yes. And and, uh, yes, fuck yeah. 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 I'm going to get angry about that one because yes, no one asks a man how many fucking women, you know, he has sex with, but we, maybe we just edit that out. But anyway, um, <laughs> I think that's important. No, it is. No, a hundred percent. It is important. And it's infuriating a little bit because it, again, it goes to the whole, like, um, you know, it's not the fifties. We're not, um, at home behind closed doors, not it, the, the sexual liberation is something that women need to, you know, like it says it is liberate each other and, um, welcome all forms of sexual pleasure and sexual partners. And, and, once you become a mom, it feels so far away. And I think that our bot, our bodies change so much. And, and we go from being this, this girl at the bar that's having a great time with all of these guys and, 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 you know, and then it switches in our lives and we're sitting there with our kids, like you said, with spit up on our shoulders and, and the needing the, them just fucking needing us every minute of every fucking day. And you're sitting there being like, what am I? How do I exist? How do I? It reminds me of this how do episode I be- in <laughs> Sex in the City where, did you guys watch Sex in the City? Absolutely. Yeah. The, uh, they go visit the friend for the um, baby shower. Mm-hmm. And she's pregnant and she like gets up and unbuttons her shirt and she's like, Woo, I want a party. Let's go to the bars. Yeah. And they're like, uh, relax, you're nine months pregnant. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I feel that to that extent, but I think there are times and I don't uh I'm not gonna invalidate or validate, but uh I do sometimes feel like I miss that person and I don't have that yep. and it feels negative to be that again. Like yep. going out, you know going out when your kid has a babysitter and going to the bar and like getting a little drunk and having fun feels guilt. I feel guilt for that because it's like, well, I'm mm-hmm. not that person anymore, but um, why can't we be that person anymore? Absolutely. <laughs> and like, don't even get me started on mom guilt and how like society has ingrained in us that every aspect of the moment we get pregnant until the moment that kid goes to fucking college or we get married or whatever, um, that mom guilt exists. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's bogus. It's bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's it has been ingrained as us. It's it is. It's suppressive from the second we have that positive thing on a goddamn pee stick that we lose so much of our mm-hmm. lives, and it is not true. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely not fucking true at all. Um, honestly, full disclosure, I was so horny while I was pregnant. Same. 
I don't know if I was. Same. I, towards the end, not in the be- not in the beginning months, but towards like I maybe like six months and on, I was like all, all the time, like wanting, all the time, wanting weird shit. I don't want not weird. I don't want to say weird, but wanting different things that I was originally might have not. The sex dreams were like, oh yeah. Out of this fucking world. Same. I would wake up like, whoa, what just happened? Me too. <laughs> did, I go, did my water just break? Did I go pee in here or what happened? <laughs> Thank God we got a puppy pad yeah. down. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a slip and slide. Ooh. But yeah. <laughs> no, it's wild. And then and then, you know, you have the baby and then your life stops and it feels like everything's in slow motion for a million years. And then you I'm coming to this realization now where now River is um three and a half mm-hmm. and he in Ontario we start um school, which is junior kindergarten. So similar to preschool where you guys are, but it's a full day um in the school system. Uh at four mm-hmm. and the year they turn four. So He's about to like go off to school now and I'm sitting here being like, okay, now it's identity crisis number two because now I'm not your, you know, every moment of every day, mom. Now you're going off and I have all this time to kill. And then it's about starting to think about those aspects of my life that I've kind of put on the back burner. And, you know, sex is one of those things. Finding time to put that into your life feels in every capacity so hard all the time. I mean, some people talk about scheduling Mm -hmm. it. Some people talk about picking a night of the week where you get a babysitter to come in so you can go out with your girlfriends and like hope to have fun. (laughs) I don't know. Like in what, in what ways I was just speaking to my friends before I, before I came to record with you and, and there was, uh, three of us, uh, talking and I said, you know, I'm recording this podcast tonight and I'd love some insight on how many times you guys have sex Mm -hmm. with your partners. Um, so we're all married. Okay. We are, there's three of us, we're all married. Um, and one of them said, uh, a couple times a month. Mm -hmm. Another one said about 10 times a month. And then another one said, um, and that is active to me. I'm like 10 times a month. I'm not a porn star. What is yeah. it? This is weird. <laughs> like, Honestly, what are you eating? Like, I don't know. That's not that much. Um, which is what? from somebody who doesn't have sex now, but I'm like thinking back to back right. before. And like, I'm like, that's a night. Right? She goes, she goes, are we talking like oral or are we talking about, I was like, oh, oral. What? <laughs> I'm not oral. just willy-nilly Ooh, giving fucking oral. Oral. <laughs> Like, we're getting the job fucking done. Yeah. Like, I don't know who has time for the, you know. I mean, more you can buy all Yeah, I mean, more power totally. to you. Yeah. And then another one said again, another uh, couple times a month. And then, uh, you know, we went into like, at what times a month we feel like we're more in the mood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to ask, did they, did you ask them if they were satisfied with those numbers? I didn't. I mean, but here's the thing again, back to what Alicia was saying, like you, you start to just feel, and maybe it comes with age because I mean, sex drive goes up and down so many times within your life. And like that's statistically just proven, right? So maybe 
you're just at, at a lot of different points being like, I just don't need to be sexual right now. But then, like you said, when you once you get there and you actually like get to the point of being sexual, you're like, oh yeah, I'm fucking absolutely sexual. Like I enjoy this, right? And I think a lot of it, like you were kind of talking like that self, whatever your journey is to finding that back. Like it doesn't have to be with a partner or a person. I think one of the best things I did for myself was learning what I liked for me and and how to how to do it myself so that I could then not need a partner or not have to rely on a partner or or um, a person or whoever, whoever it might be. Um, and that made me feel the most sexual, I think, rather than being with somebody, it was more of a intimacy thing because it's getting back to me. And and that's, that was the problem. You know, it's not who I'm with. That's the problem. It's me feeling Mm -hmm. these feelings of, I don't feel validated to, to have sex or, um, something that when we were kind of talking about like your kids around all the time, when that was, the situation with river like as a baby like it felt dirty like me having sex or me talking about sex or river's father and me at the time like, or like feeling in the mood yeah. also felt really it dirty felt- like even when i was like a stay-at-home mom in the early days like if i was with river like say i'm just like you know putting him down for a nap or something and i'm sitting in the next room and like i all i all of a sudden feel like i'm in the mood like i felt super dirty about that yeah yeah and then how restricting is that though too? Cause then it's like, well, then I'm just going to knock it off right now or, or I'm not going to fully enjoy this. I remember I would, I would like have sex and I'd be like, okay, don't like enjoy it too much because you're a mom now, you know, or like these stupid things that come into your head that, and we do it to ourselves. But speaking about that, you can be somebody different and you can go out and like, go have fun. I feel like I was in that mindset of feeling guilty about it a while ago, but as we've kind of talked about, like, I'm going through a, oh no, dad, not right now. my dad's calling me, <laughs> um, I'm going through, that's someone you don't really want to call right <laughs> yeah. now, is your dad, <laughs> hey dad, now. we're just talking about sex, what, uh, right what's now. up, um, so I, I am going through, like, a life transition right now, where there's a lot of things that, a lot of moving parts and there's already been a lot of moving parts and they're, they're going to continue, but I have been given more time to go out and do my own thing back in Boston more often than I have. And in, in, ever since having river and I don't feel that guilt. Cause like sometimes I'll, I'll like ask the people I'm out with, like, does it seem like I'm a mom? And they're like, I don't know. Like we don't, we're not thinking about that. But like the fact that that's in my mind, it's so restricting every time I'm out, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm a mom. Like I can't do this. And then, so I just kept telling myself like, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. Go have fun. You can be both people just because I'm out having fun right now. Does it, what do I do? Do I go out and feel bad about myself the entire time? And I'm still not with my kid or do I go out and have a really good time and I'm still not with my kid. So either way, your kids is still affected whether you're having a good time or a bad time. So why not? Mm. Let's just go have a good time. And I just had to keep telling myself that. And I think it's a a constant reminder, just telling yourself over and over again, this is okay. This is okay. And do you believe it or not? I don't know. But I think that the more you have those repeating mantras, whatever you want to say, whatever they're called in your head, I think that it can be helpful. Because that's fucked up that we do that to ourselves. Like honestly, like it is. Fun? It is such a. It's such a negative narrative um, that plays on repeat. Mm-hmm. And I think all of our heads, even like on social media, when you're, 
I mean, I've gone through this when like I'll post a picture of myself or I'll like post a story with my face in it or something. And like, I'll look at it before I post it and be like, is that too sexual? Mm -hmm. Like, is that, is that too sexualized? Are are my, you know, saggy boobs showing too Mm -hmm. much or like, is it too much cleavage? Are people going to be like, Oh, that mom is a slut, Mm -hmm. you know, which is like the grossest thing to ever fucking go through your head. And you're just like, you don't lose your identity and your sexuality when you become a parent, but yet we're programmed for those thoughts to happen well, and it's devastating. I think we're programmed we I think we're programmed for such a young age to have those thoughts though because I've always felt guilty about sex. I've never felt empowered to be a sexual person. I think um you know, religion, Catholic, I grew up Catholic and then Lutheran and then, you know, being told that it's a sin to have sex before you're married, you know, all that all that kind of bullshit. And I follow somebody on Instagram and they had written um uh, there was a post about um, teach your daughters about touching themselves, about masturbation, about loving their body, about being sexual. And it, there was like flack for it, but she's like, it's a positive thing. It's They should be able to explore their bodies. Their bodies are their own bodies. We shouldn't feel like we're not allowed to touch our own bodies or explore our own bodies. And like, yeah, it's going to feel good. It might feel good when you do that. I mean, obviously an age is age appropriately, but um but we should be able to, to, to feel that way from a young age so we can perpetuate that in the younger generations to go, uh, I'm allowed to be sexual. I can own my own body and feel good about feeling sexual. I can uh, be this person that nobody has a right to say anything about. Like, I'm allowed to have sex as much as I want. And that's my own fucking business. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it, it, I just feel like all these things are, are perpetuated from birth as a woman. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they're also, and they're also deep, they're also deep rooted as well at the same time. Right. And, and, and they go and they follow us through life, um, through every relationship and, um, interaction that we have with males and with females, um, whether we're judging another female, because that has happened a lot. And I have been guilty of that in my past as well, or whether we are, um, prejudging all of the chads of the world that walk, you know, into our lives and, um, open their mouths and we just know everything about them. Um, and, 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 and that's, it's such a, it's such a common thing. And like you said, with, you know, learning and discovering our own bodies and and self-pleasure, I think is another huge movement that should be liberated in the fact that we don't need to rely on a man or a relationship or a partnership with anyone to find sexual satisfaction or sexual pleasure or happiness Mm -hmm. or success for that matter. Right. I mean, that can go into a whole stem of different things that we don't need. Don't need a man for shit. No, I'm kidding. I I love my husband very much, but (laughs) But you don't need him, but you don't need him. Right. It's going to be just fine. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Fuck you. <laughs> Will he listen? Just... Uh, he always Does listens. He That's... I love you. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it, it's definitely one of those things. My mom was a single mom for a very long time. She had both of us. I come from a long line of alcoholics mm-hmm. and drug addicts and men coming in and out in and out of my sister and mine, mine, uh, mine and my sister's lives. So I had a very skewed perspective on the opposite sex. I came from a very dominant, domineering mother, very narcissistic. 
um, pointing me in a direction where, you know, sexuality gets you so far. Mm-hmm. Um, um, don't, uh, don't buy the cow if you can mm-hmm. get the milk for free mentalities. Um, you know, it, it, uh, make them work for it stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's not, it's not conducive to us raising another generation. And fuck, if we raise good, healthy sexual values Mm -hmm. in our kids, then maybe we won't have so many fucking perverts on the other side, Mm -hmm. fucking them all up from trauma. Mm -hmm. Maybe then we won't have that assholes Mm -hmm. out there. And you guys, you guys both have boys. So I feel like there's, there's so, um, I don't want to say there's pressure, but there's, knowing who you are, knowing how Sarah is and how I'm assuming you would want to raise river as well. And also, I don't think we've said there's two rivers. (laughs) So (laughs) Alicia, my river is a girl. She's three and a half. Chelsea's river is a boy. He's three and a half. They're boys and girls until they decide not to be. Um, Thank you. But um, that, that there's such a great opportunity for parents of boys to kind of shape them differently now and and talk about women's bodies not as objects but as sexual beings as well and that they they're about their bodies modern matter just as your as much as yours do and and respect and um you know it kind of feels like for me I'm gonna have to teach my kid over and over again that like that's just yours that's just yours don't let anybody touch that like that is your private part like if anybody gets near you like but normalizing that I'm trying to even now talk to her about that like when she gets curious and starts um you know what is that and or she'll she'll touch herself and and I'm going you know that's yours you can go into your bedroom and that's completely yours go you know go check it out whatever you want to go do but that's that's yours and if anybody gets near it and if anybody makes you feel uncomfortable like just make sure you tell me right away um there's different things that I think now us as parents are going to start doing for our kids and for future people being in close contact with our children um protecting but educating and what a great thing that is for us now. Um, we can change the narrative that we were brought Absolutely. up with. Like I, I wasn't talked to about sex. I just not saw in my family, but saw like at school, a lot of the people I knew they were sexually active at, at I think a younger age than maybe most kids were. And I kind of was drawn to that. I was like, well, what is this? Like I kind of always have like a, vibe to me I guess you could say that like is interested in the naughtier things in life or the the taboo things in life and I think as a as a kid that's where I started to learn all about that so but I took it in a different way of like it didn't mean anything like sex is just a pleasure thing I don't know yeah and I mean I think for a lot of us that's what it was when we lost our virginities they always I remember in my hometown they always used to say like once you lose your virginity, you become like crazy, like sex crazed. Like you just always want to have sex mm-hmm. because then you re- you realize what sex mm-hmm. is and how awesome it feels or whatever. And then you're just having sex with all these people. <laughs> and um, I mean, it took me a while to have sex mm-hmm. for sure. I was very uh, Christian for a large portion of my life and uh, sex was not something we were supposed to do. And it was also something that I looked down on and my other friends, I felt I was very judgy and I was, um, I was very much like, I'm going to lose my virginity to the guy I'm going to marry. And it's going to be like prom night, like the movies, and there's going to be candles. And I will say that it was very much like that. (laughs) I made sure that it was because I was, you know, very by the book that way. But 
I did not wait until prom night. I waited till my boyfriend's prom night, and he was older than me. It's like that. Okay. Kind of the same thing, though. Same thing. Same thing, yeah. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't have changed it, I guess, for, you know, changed the experience. It was a really great experience. But after that, I felt like um, sex was kind of disposable to me. It was, it was normalized to the point where I was just, I guess, giving it up mm-hmm. just to give it mm-hmm. up because I was like, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's what – I didn't have a lot of self, self-worth. Mm-hmm as a young adult, I don't think. And maybe, I don't know. I feel like now I feel like I'm contradictory because I'm saying sex is liberating. And then I'm saying that I didn't have self-worth because I was giving it up, but I don't know. Like it's a conflict. You can change. You can be, you can be something that you were before and and change your opinion. That's the thing about life and growing up and it can mean something different to you now than it did then. While you were saying that, Mm -hmm. I I told Lish the other day that like four of my good friends growing up and I had promise rings that we would wear because we were not going to have sex until marriage. And I don't know who I was kidding. Cause that first boyfriend that I was like, danger, uh, <laughs> danger, danger. And uh, I was the first out of the four of us to sleep together. Now, none of them did wait till marriage. So <clears throat> I at least can attest to that. I wasn't the only one, but I was the first. Um, and that first boyfriend, it was, we had sex and I, you know, I think I was okay with it. I don't think I was in love with it, but we, he was a sexual person. So I had sex with him a lot. And then there was a moment where I was like, what if we stopped? Like, what if I kind of don't want to do it right now? Cause I wasn't feeling it. I didn't feel, <clears throat> it didn't feel genuine to me. It didn't feel, it didn't feel good in my body because I wasn't, I wasn't confident sexually because I felt guilty about it because I was also young and I felt ju- like, you know, it's a secret. I can't tell my parent. Like it was just all like dirty. It all felt dirty. And when Mm -hmm. I said that to him, he said, well, I'd break up with you. And so then from that moment, yeah, from that moment on, I was like, well, I just have to have sex with men for them to like me. And that, Mm -hmm. and that wasn't something I thought consciously, but that was just ingrained. So, you know, for me, sleeping with men was sort of like, uh, it was, it it was me self-medicating. Um, That's so fucking toxic. I can't. I can't believe that somebody said that to you. That is so fucking toxic. Well, high school, fucking assholes. You know, and I, and I don't want to say that they're all like that. And maybe a lot of them, hopefully, have changed their perspectives on how this is now. But that's. But that's that was, that was the energy. It's mm-hmm. like, and even speaking back to like, we only focus on the pleasure of the man. I mean, sex. Even when we're talking about my promiscuity during before river like i don't remember it being like let's get you to finish first and then we'll do the man or like it was always like like drunk sex you come first Mm -hmm. and then bye it was in all of my like grandiose adventures i don't think i ever came yeah same and i probably faked it i mean Mm -hmm. there was probably a moment of me faking it if if oh absolutely the amount of like i should get an awesome i think that oh my god i love the guys who are like do you remember that time i'm like (laughs) That didn't actually happen, my friend. But yes, right. Tell write home about it. Tell all your. Not friends. only did I not feel your small dick, no. but <laughs> I faked it too. I sure did. I like yeah. There, I actually saw a meme recently, and it was like a, a face of like, and it, like a, uh, I don't know. And it's like when the guy who who you always fake orgasms with sends you a meme about slapping pussy and you're like, or like slamming pussy. And you're like, ah, no, my friend, you actually are terrible at this. 
been there, done that, not worth the trip, would not go back. But I think, <laughs> yeah. Zero out of 10 would not recommend. Right. But it's, it's such a thing that, it, like, when you're saying that sex when you were younger, it, it wasn't liberating because it was for a different reason. Like Sarah's saying, like, you can, mm-hmm. you can, those things change. And, and, um, it, what, if, if you were, body confident or, or self-love or your self-worth was filled to the brim and you were having sex, yes, that would be liberating. But if you're not, then there's still a part of you that feels like it's a it's an icky situation. So now I feel like now you can absolutely say, you know, as you're saying you're a different person and grown up and think differently about being sexual, like now, yeah, absolutely sex can be liberating. They're two I think they're two different thoughts. Which is why like all of us in in different, we come from all different walks of life are having this conversation now and we're all, which is really interesting to me, um, that we're all having this conversation and we all seem to be on the same page in terms of now we're deciding, sorry, my dog is just crying for no reason. (laughs) Now we're deciding when and how and where we want to be sexual because we're making it more about our experience and our needs and a lot less about what they need. Yes. And it's when you when you are in a marriage, it gets a little bit mm-hmm. sticky because it's the whole partnership aspect of it where you're and and in a relation and any relationship, not even just a marriage, but um you talk, you have those conversations quite often where it's, you know, either feels like a chore or, you know, I, uh, it goes through my mind quite often where I'm sitting there being like, oh, you know, well, we haven't had sex in like three weeks. He's probably like getting antsy with me or like, he's really short today. And, and, and there are a lot of times where it goes through my head and I'm just like, just, just get it over with, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and I hate, and I hate saying that, but like, Again, it goes back to what you were saying, Alicia, when you're like, I feel like I'm just not a super sexual person. And and maybe it just comes through waves and ages and stages. But I don't know. I mean, I could sometimes take it or leave it, yeah. you know? Yeah. I think that's hard too. Like, when it's always there, how do you always want it to be there? It's kind of... Uh... Especially when you're running around after a fucking toddler all day, right? And then and you... And you just feel as well on top of everything else that you kind of had this expectation, yeah. you know, and a lot of times when you do have your partner sleeping next to you every single night, you do feel like there is this mm-hmm. expectation mm-hmm. a lot of times where it's been so many days or so many weeks and you're like, okay, I, I, I need to give it up, mm-hmm. you know, yep. in quotations yep. for everyone I listening. I have that guilt all the time. Like I'm not, I'm not doing anything enough. I'm not being sexual enough, like, and it never got to the point of me worrying about where they were going to get it elsewhere. It was just like, mm-hmm. I felt, but I didn't want to. So it was like hard for me to, and and I would, and then I would be like, I would feel happy. Like I just did something for somebody and now I don't have to think about, I was like, okay, now I'm good for like four, four weeks. So yes. Like, yes. Like that's done. Now we're, good. I've had that thought so many times where I'm like, okay, this is going to buy me another couple mm-hmm. weeks then now and that sounds so horrible to say because I am so happy in my marriage and I'm so in love with my husband and we have a very healthy relationship but that yes absolutely what you just said has gone through my mind almost like on the regular so I mean it does feel really um uh I feel like the sense of camaraderie when you speak to other women about sex and being sexual um when they have similar experiences that makes you feel Mm -hmm. 
better, yeah. I guess, about Sweet. yourself. Same. Yeah, safe. I think as you guys are talking too, I'm thinking about having a child and how that changes your perspective on sex too. Like I'm sure that women have outgrown feel, feeling uh, uncomfortable with sexuality and their own sexuality mm-hmm. as they get older. But I think even after having a child, you mentioned earlier, like you just don't want to deal with the bullshit. I think that's part of it too. Like if I'm going to have sex now, I want to, I want to enjoy it. I want to, to be with, I don't just want to go have sex. I just don't, I just don't want it to be with anybody. Like it just changed so much of the perspective that, and I, honestly, luckily, like I don't have to, because I don't have anyone that I have to, uh, I'm not in a relationship. So I, I get to pick and choose. I get to, yeah. <clears throat> and, and, and in a way, maybe that's, you know, positive negatives of, of everything, right. Sides of everything. But, um, I feel okay not having a partner a lot of the time, um, because I, I like making my own decisions with Owen and with my body and, you know, and I feel like if I were to get into a relationship, maybe that's why I'm not into it too. Like maybe I need more time to get more confident and more comfortable with my sexuality so that when I do get into a relationship, I won't fall back into bad habits and, and, and just not feel good having sex, but doing it anyway. Like, I think that there's such a, Mm -hmm. it's such a, it's such a, it's back here. Like Mm -hmm. it's, Mm -hmm. I haven't, I haven't dealt with that, that all of that past. Yeah. What you're saying is it's been back there those times many times before and now it's here mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. why you can't get past it and what we're doing is saying the back of our heads oh, yeah. and the front of our heads <laughs> i forgot we're on a podcast yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know like it's been resting in the in the nape of your neck and you know it's there but you're not really focusing on it too much and now it's a mental block mm-hmm. now it's a i can't yeah get to that point without working through this and also, yeah, not not the part of your head that's hitting the backboard, but yeah. the front of your head that's uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It, once you become a mother, you're just I feel like you're just constantly unlearning bad behavior, mm-hmm. right? Because you put yourself under a micro a microscope, and you're you're seeing, I guess, maybe kind of like a bird's eye view of who you were pre baby. Mm-hmm. And you're hyper analyzing everything. And then you're also looking into the future being like, this is the kind of person I want Mm -hmm. to be when I'm raising this child, Mm -hmm. because I want this is, I want this to be what they see of me. Um, But again, it's so hard because it's so, again, touching the back of my head. It's so deep fucking back there. You know, you can't touch it. Sometimes you don't, I, I'm learning. I just, sorry. Uh, I, I talked to my therapist on Fridays. I just started therapy five weeks ago, so it's all new. But she said to me today, like, girl, you've got a lot of unlearning to do. You you have a lot of unlearning to do. This is hard because you have to unlearn things that you've never thought that you needed to unlearn even. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's a – sex and, and body, like, being able to – I don't know. I, I like <clears> – <throat> I don't know. It's just sex is so important and it should be in your life somehow, however it needs to be, however you want it to be. If you're, you know, if, if, if you're not somebody who's, a, you know, none, I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> but you know, it's, it's such a hard, it's, it's such a big piece of life and it's such a hard thing to, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. I just, it's sex is hard. It's yeah. No, I, I, I think that I think that's a very true statement. Sex is hard. I think it's layered for so many people. And when we're young, we take it as like just this activity to have fun with, with our friends or whoever we meet at the bar or, you know, any of those fleeting moments that we have that we see in movies that we try to recreate. And 
then as we get older, we realize that sex to us as human beings has so many other levels that we weren't necessarily aware of. And then our lives get so layered in all of these layers that it's like, okay, sex is a lot more complicated these days. It's not it's not just I meet you at the bar and we have sex and I don't see you again or I have this really cool memory of that one time. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot more mm-hmm. than that. And I think it's the disconnect happens when it's y- your body not connecting with your mind, right. you know, and, and one of the unlearning behaviors I think that I have with myself as well is that as a young child going through, you know, multiple stints of sexual abuse mm-hmm. and um, negative male influences in my life, I've learned very easily to disconnect my mind from my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and my body being used as a, uh, tool or as an object. And a lot of women feel that way. It's, and they don't really see the connect happen with, or feel it's it. It's a disassociation. You're, 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 you're protecting mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. You're protect, you're doing what you can to protect yourself. And, and how do you how do you rectify that? Maybe rectify exactly. Yeah, and it takes a lot of years and a lot of again unlearning and talking openly and candidly with other women and other humans and just having these open lines of communication to normalize the narrative around understanding mind, body, and soul mm-hmm. sexuality. Um, I mean, and and also to bridge into the form of masturbation, Mm -hmm. because that's another big thing, especially with the work from home. And we did a poll on it on Instagram last week. Since work from home has happened, there's been a massive increase in people logging on to erotic free fiction during the hours of lunchtime, Mm -hmm. so around noon, and then again, bookmarking until the end of workday at about three or four o'clock. Interesting. So interesting. Yeah, so I think a lot of people are getting it on on the clock, and I am down for it. <laughs> Hell yeah! I love right. You know, we're, we've touched on here and there in the podcast about how this pandemic and it really brought a zoomed in lens on your life, and I love that people are. I kind of want to thank the pandemic for that. For me, for different reasons, it opened my eyes to different things, but also zoning in on myself and what I want and all and sexuality included what I want for myself in a sexual manner included is, is something that I learned throughout here. So I get those people. I'm like, I'm with you. <laughs> right. Flicking the bean on the clock. Here we go. Woo. Speaking of flicking the bean, <laughs> Sarah, will you, just, will you just tell us a little bit about, because here was the thing, Chelsea and I were going to have you join Tinder or any dating site and go on a date and we wanted to have you go out on an on an active date and just report back you didn't have to have sex with this person we just wanted you to report back as a single mother dating in 2021 post well still in the middle of a pandemic but what is it like and Sarah was like okay I'm gonna do it so we joined tinder as we Mm -hmm. talked about we meaning she (laughs) um and I think my mind says after when she was when she was skeptical and then excited and then wary and then checked out, it was like, <laughs> I blame Tinder and the men on Tinder because these guys, like, were they bad? Well, maybe nobody uses Tinder anymore. Like the, maybe the people who are left on Tinder are the people that give Tinder its name, right? Like, oh. like Tinder is for that certain kind of quote unquote relationship 
and maybe that's what's left. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not really sure, but it's very, I want to say it was discouraging. I, I, oh. it, well, there's this part of it that was like, okay, we could, we could have done a little more deeper research and gone on to other ones, right? We could have done Hinge. I, I signed up for eHarmony. And first of all, let me tell you this. You have to pay now for everything. So like you, you I couldn't even see anybody on eHarmony that, because I looked up uh, best dating sites for single mothers or single parents and eHarmony kept coming up and I, I was like, I don't know if this is right for me, but let me just do this for research, but I'm not going to pay. I'm, I'm not going, I, that feels so, like, I don't. I don't have to pay somebody in real life to ask them to date me. So in my mind, I was just like, I don't want to pay for this. So let me just see what I can do on the free stuff. Um, And even, even on um, Tinder now, since I've been on it, which has been a long time, it's like super uh, pay more monthly to super swipe. And like this time, yeah. And there's people that are, they're like, uh, this person is liked a lot. If you want to super like them, like super bizarre, like almost it's like, that is so weird. weird. But like, I just got, okay. Oh, this is, this is an ad. I was like friends with benefits from bright sellers. What is that? Um, but that was an ad because apparently you get ads now in here. Um, <clears throat> but there's this guy who I thought was super cute. We sent him a funny message, but I didn't read his quote, his profile. So I went back in to read his profile after we started talking and it's, Holly BDSM lifestyle, ethical, non-monogamy, looking for friendships and travel partners, princesses, goddesses, and brats. I'm a global traveler, blah, blah, blah. Basically, he he wants, he doesn't want one person, right? <laughs> I, I don't think so. I'd hazard to guess he wants multiple. Yeah. Uh, I didn't look at that. So I'm like, oh. Well, I probably was like, oh. And then I, I think that's what I liked. And then I made you write. Okay. <laughs> but then at the end, he wrote did you happen to read my profile bio? And I just didn't respond because I was like, yeah. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Uh, let's read a couple. I had friends that met on OkCupid. Oh, that's like the OG, isn't it? Well, that's yeah. I mean, there's also plenty of fish, that was but weird. I think that make, I think that plenty like fish. just, I think that uh, attracts plenty of weirdos. So I don't know. Um, I should have bookmarked some of these for, uh, I should have bookmarked some of these. Let's see. <clears throat> I mean, I think a lot of the people on there were like, there's a thing now where you can super like people and people are paying to get mm-hmm. likes on Tinder. And it just, it makes. That's so fucking there's weird. No, um, authenticity. Uh, yeah, thank you. Right. There's no authenticity there. And it just seems like everybody's out. It's like a popularity contest on Tinder. And then you Ew. have guys and it's, um, let's move this right to the phone. Like, is yeah. there a guy who asked you for your phone number? Like two seconds yeah. into talking? Yeah. Oh yeah. That guy. It's probably cause everybody's so scared of being catfished these days. Yeah. I mean, I get that. I mean, yeah. that too. I, I, Oh, I got a sad face from this. Oh, <laughs> this guy said, did you super like me by accident? Lols. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. oh, and then he made sad faces. I'm so sorry. Oh, uh, so Tinder is a crapshoot. Crap that's what you're saying. Here, here. There's also this, <laughs> Put that smile away. You're going to make someone fall in love. Hi, Sarah. How are you? And then I didn't respond. Two days later. Good morning. How are you? Two days later. Hi there. How are you? It's like, are they robots? <laughs> are you just a robot? They're just copy and pasting. Yeah, they're copy and pasting. This guy says, I've decided that you and I should spend some time. That's the first thing he said to me. Um, there's some juicy ones. Hold on a second. Oh, I got a super like from this guy. He said, hey there, do you roller skate? I do. Sure do. I haven't read a lot of these. I gave up. I know. We're going to have to. <laughs> wow. You're going to have to dive in. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll dive in and maybe we'll post some because I, I – And then she found her soul, right? <laughs> well, right? there is this – there's this one. There's one. <gasps> there's one. Fuck off. This whole oh, podcast and there's one. Oh, I didn't know you wrote that. I didn't know you wrote back either. Uh, I haven't talked to him for a week though. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's start with his name. His name is Clark with an E. C-L-A-R. Clark with an E. Clark. And show me the picture on Zoom. Okay, show me the picture on Zoom. Oh, let me change his pictures. Oh, he's so cute. Oh my god, I love him so much. Let me find the best one. I mean that. That one's good. That one's good. Ooh, cute. Like, cute. Look at the- he's got this like son of son of anarchy. Look. Yes, and like all look at that. Ooh, tattoos. Yeah. I dig. I dig. Oh, We're man. in. We're in. He's got these eyes. He's eating like so. Like look at those blue eyes. We like Love him. Yeah. Okay. We like him. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's so cute. He's so cute. <laughs> okay. Let's 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 talk about the relation, not the relationship, the uh, the back and forth here. It's, it's so simple. It's not even. He sent me a heart first. Okay. To him first. Okay. And then okay. we said, <laughs> "Let me take you out." And he said, "Forward." He said, "You got it." I was like, "I'm just gonna write oh. this." And Sarah's like what just like just go right in i'm like let's just go right in we don't have time we have a week until we're recording we need to just go yeah right we in. might have to have a follow-up if i make it on a date with him yeah uh I, we said let me take you out he said you got it and then i said when are you free and i didn't see this but he responded i can pretty much make my schedule so, so anytime ooh, so mysterious no we're gonna have to let's do it mm-hmm. yeah we gotta <laughs> right now on air let's respond right now okay Let's respond right okay, now. Help me. Um, Let's insert the, the the typing noise. Okay, wait. What did he say? I can pretty much make my schedule. Yeah. Have him be like, my birthday's on Monday. Want to take me out? Oh my God. <gasps> that is so forward, and I dig <laughs> it. I mean, do you have do you have pictures with your son? Do you have pictures mm-hmm, with yeah. your son on Tinder? Okay, so he knows yes, your mom. My bio. Uh, do I need? To, should I tell my bio? Yeah, what's your bio? Do people care about my bio? Do people care about my bio? I care about your Okay. <clears throat> um, it's, uh, you know, all the pictures, mostly pictures that Alicia and I have took together and I've cut her out of, and then two pictures of <laughs> Owen. And I say, <clears throat> sometimes I shock myself with my own brilliance. Sometimes I try to get out of the car with my seatbelt on. <laughs> yes, that is my offspring. He's incredibly rad because there's two pictures with Owen. And then I wrote, I have a podcast, Hitting the Bottle. It's about parenting and the drinks that get us through it. It's also incredibly incredibly rad. And then I, I plugged our podcast. That's so cute. Whatever, right? I don't know. But they know. So yeah. but what we asked, we told him we were going to, we asked, let me take you out. So now he says, I can make my own schedule. So why don't you just say, how about... Okay, so I guess maybe you should just, like, literally come back with a day of the week. Yeah, right? You could do Monday, because I'll be here. I can watch the kids. Yeah, say Monday, Monday night. In the evening. Let's grab a drink. And it's your birthday. But I might get you drunk during the day for your birthday, so that might be a good thing. Get get drunk. Go on a date. Or just, like, or just tips. Just tips. Just a tip. Just a tip. Just for a second. One count. Just say how about Monday. Yeah, how about Monday? Mm. Uh, or Sunday. Did you say that? Did you say oh, sorry? I wrote yes. <laughs> <laughs> I said it and I threw my phone. Hey, typing noise. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Away. <laughs> okay. Did it say C? Sent. Oh, I was like, oh, sent. <laughs> so we'll keep everybody updated on that. 
Okay. Yes. And I'm already doubting it. This is the problem. I'm already doubting it because I am not feeling confident in my body and who I am right now. So I'm already like, I am going, I, this is, makes me very nervous, but what the fuck? Who cares? Who cares? I'll just push you out the door. Okay. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> and then, and then watch this be your soulmate. And I mean, you can thank me later, but like, <laughs> it's kind of me. I'm, it's, I did it. You did it. <laughs> So you did this. You did this. You did this. We'll see. All we'll see. the way anyway, from okay. Canada. Well, we do have more than poutine. <laughs> Ooh, it's got poot. Honestly, like I I just feel like I wanna just come chill with you guys. I feel like I we could talk know. all fucking night, eh? I know. I would love that. We would, yeah, love, we would that. love that so much. Okay, well this has been so fun. It's so much fun. Wonderful. Thank you. And like it, de- it definitely took a more like philosophical, important turn, and I loved it. I feel like that's the way organically a lot of our things go to the point of just talking about the way we feel about things. Mm-hmm. And I think that that, yeah. you know, we we come with a topic and we think we're gonna have a, and it is, it's all fun, but it, it sometimes takes a more t- take a look at ourselves and talk about our growth because that's what this is about. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to normalize shit that's been told is taboo for so long in our in our minds and our bodies and how we feel so totally and if there's any new moms out there listening to this podcast and you're terrified about having sex again after your babies um hot tips lube 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 mm-hmm. lube yes get all of the lube please be easy on yourself i would say get on top mm-hmm. so you can control the peen mm-hmm. inside. <laughs> yes. What about you guys? Any any hot tips for new moms having a baby after having a baby after birth? No, having sex after your baby. I think just talk to your partner. If you're not feeling it, say I'm not feeling it, and and say I need you to be here with me on this. And and you know what? If they're not going to be supportive, it's only going to prolong you not having sex with them. So voice that and just be like, I know this might be a few dry months for us, but I need it, and I'm not ready. And and you know what's the biggest turn on? Somebody saying, okay, I'm going to give you your space because then you know what happens? You go, wait, no, come back. <laughs> you know, or like yeah. that, that's kind of that um, reverse psychology in your own mind can kind of help in, in certain circumstances or not. Well, when you feel respected, you you, yeah. you feel better about things. And partners do. do that shit for the woman because that's going to be a turn on. If, you know, if there's any new parents listening, uh, you know, whoever you are, help the other person out. That's the biggest turn on. If you can, yeah. if you have somebody there to help. Communication is key. Yeah. That's for sure. And single parents, have fun with yourself. Play with yourself a little bit. Get to know yourself again because it's just you and you and that and your little babe. So, um, And don't feel guilty. Yeah. yeah. How about that? Don't feel Throw guilty. it away. Don't feel fucking guilty. Mom guilt doesn't exist. No. Right. It's not a thing, okay? Constant. It's not a fucking thing. Right. <laughs> um, neither is Virginia, but we should have gotten into that. But I, I think also just in, do it when you enjoy it. Do it. Yeah. In, you enjoy it. Yes. You enjoy it. And uh, take the pressure off yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Easier said than done. But Sure. But, I mean, I think if you <clears throat> take the time to really want to – if that's something about yourself that you miss or want, or you know that it's something that's important to you, then take the time to sit there and, and get to know yourself. Mm-hmm. And and does that mean going and playing with yourself in the corner? No, but it could be watching something that you're like, oh, I've 
that stimulates me Mm -hmm. or this kind of situation stimulates me. And, you know, it's a, sex is a beautiful thing. Yeah. And it's a, and it's a hard thing, as we said. That's what he said. Very complicated. (laughs) 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 Um, Hopefully. And also, Chelsea, tell people where you they can find you and your podcast. Oh, well, you know, the MILF podcast. That's me. That's who I am. <laughs> um, yeah, you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, pretty much. Just type in our name, MILF, you know, Mom I'd Like to Friend. Yes. So good. Um, or the other way, whatever way you want to slice it. <laughs> that's who we are. And, uh, yeah, you can follow us on Podbean or iTunes or Spotify or all of the things. Do it all. Do it all. <laughs> Do it all of it. Mm-hmm. Listen to us ramble along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Cool. So nice seeing you guys. You too. You. you too. I wish I was there to have a cocktail oh, or two, cheers. but maybe one day. Yes. Well, that's the dream. We're gonna Yay! look forward to that. Right. Cheers to you, Charles. Thank you. Cheers to you guys. Enjoy your- Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Enjoy your night alone. Go have some fun. <laughs> right? Fuck mom guilt. Yep. All the penis. Yeah. <laughs> so much penis. Let's land on <laughs> penis. <laughs> right? <laughs> In my face. <laughs> he just comes up and smacks you. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, okay. we'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Such a good episode. Conversation, I mean. (laughs) Such a good episode, guys. Such a good episode. You love this episode. And if you really love this episode, what you should do is go on to Apple Podcasts and write us a review. Leave us five stars. Tell us, you know, what you love about us, um, how much you love us, how much you can't live without us. And it'll help us out a ton. And we joke, but it really, it means a lot to us. Um, so go do it right now. Yeah. And if you haven't listened to last week's episode, get get your butt on it and go mm-hmm. listen to last week's episode as well. Because that was also a really yeah, uh, really good conversation. Um, yeah. And you know what we need? We need spill the wine. We oh, need we some do. people yeah. to spill their wine. Spill the wine. Spill it up, babies. So uh, or spill it down. Spill it all around. <laughs> Spill it up, spill it down, spill it all around. Ah, look, same, huh? That could be a kid's book, too. Uh, yes, friends, humans, you, mm-hmm. if you have a story, uh, we need it. Share it. Uh, again, you can record yourself on your phone and email it to us at hello at hittingthebottlepod.com. Or if you don't feel comfortable speaking um, your words into existence, we will do it for you. And you can email us your story written, and we'll read it on the on the pod. Um, but you know, you know how much we love getting your stories out here for everybody to hear, and um, so people can relate and know that they're not alone. That's what we're here for. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Anything else? Mm. Okay. <laughs> not that I can think of. <laughs> uh... For fuck's sake, shake your beverages. Not your babies. Love you. Bye. Time to hit the bottle, Dan.